Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I'm your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I'm here, as always, with my buddy, Vic Mattis, who is at the Free Beacon. I'm actually physically at home because, as you might be able to hear, I'm a little under the weather, and uh, I'm a responsible human being who's not going to come and, and get it all over the mics at work. So here I am. Just, just a little stuffed up. <laughs> How are you otherwise? I'm all right. The, the several members of the family are down with this summer cold. A summer cold is such a bummer. <laughs> it's really yes. such a bummer. I, I was on a, a podcast just last night, and one of the co-hosts was telling me that about half their family came down with a little cold as well. Let's just call it that. Let's right. call it a cold. This is the first time. This is actually, we've had a good run. This is the first time we've been sick since like late December and January mm -hmm. when we had mm -hmm. the cold. Yeah, yes. <laughs> capital T, capital C. This one is, this one seems lighter. Of course, and, uh, you know, as it should we'll be. Probably, we will remain ignorant as to what it might be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, as you know, I continue to take my monoclonals. So I've been for five years. So I've, no, you know. Your monoclonal like, privilege. Yes, I am. That is why I got to check my monoclonal privilege because, you know, it's like, oh, I'm due for one tomorrow. That's great. Keep Look it Look at you. Look at you. So yeah, the, the baby, the baby had a little bit of a runny nose for oh. a, a little while. And I thought, look at me, I'm coming through this like a champ. She's not giving nothing to me. <laughs> and then last night I was like, <clears throat> she gave it to you. Isn't it, isn't the hardest part with the baby explaining how to blow your nose? Isn't oh that like the gosh. hardest thing? They don't, they don't know anything. You can't, <laughs> it, it's terrible. Cause you can't give their they're like little pregnant ladies. Like you yeah. can't give them any real meds. Yeah, so you're just that's like, true. You just that's have to true. be all homeopathic with them yeah. and pretend like they're yeah. going to feel better. Yeah. But but everybody's okay. The the, the oldest child also emerged from her bedroom this morning looking like the walking dead. Wow. <laughs> oh, sweetie. Read a book. Take a load yeah, off. Yeah, that, that's right. It's the summer. Uh, yeah, we don't, take have, it easy. we don't have much on the old calendar. So we, we shall survive. And then my Good. husband... Even if he were sick, probably wouldn't admit it. So he'll be fine. Wonderful. I, I, he's always fine. Yeah. What is, he not, what is he not fine? No, he's a paragon of health. I was really looking forward to this weekend. So Kate is bringing the kids and my niece up to Connecticut uh, nice. tomorrow. So I said, oh, I got a whole weekend. What am I going to do? And Saturday, there's a lot of things I could do around the house. And then she tells me last night, oh, by the way, uh, Dominion Energy called and they're shutting down the power from nine to three in our neighborhood. Oh no. On Saturday, nine to three. That's it. I said, what am I going to, I'm going to have to spend nine to three at a diner, which is not bad. I mean, that's part of my fantasy, of course, <laughs> but I mean, I had all these things I wanted to do and you know, now you can't open the fridge. Right. No. Cause then I think that is the limit. Like they purpose, it's like they're just, they're taking down a tree is what's going on. Yeah. Like a block away. So they're shutting it down, but I think they cannot inconvenience the entire neighborhood and say, everybody, everything in your fridge is going to be gone. So I think nine to three is the limit. As long as you don't open it, it's fine. Oh my goodness. So that, that's the way I'm doing it. But I got a big day drink. I just, <laughs> that's the alone in a hot house. They'll find me on the floor. It's <laughs> really depressing. No, no, you got to go redneck style and like go out to your porch. Oh, yes. And like sit in the front, sit on the front stoop. Right, put a little say. oscillating fan in front of you, maybe a sprinkler. <laughs> That's right. Or, you know, in, I guess you can't oscillate yeah. the fan because you have no. Do we have no electricity? Exactly. So, this is extremely annoying. Other than that, I did want to start the show with a clarification. Oh, a clarification. Dear. What we did got... we do, Vic? So, this is very interesting. <laughs> a from listener and friend Kyle Griesinger 
he tells us, quote, breakfast tacos are actually a beloved institution in Texas. Aha. Uh -huh. But he, he goes on. So he's a native Texan and he says, they're much smaller than a breakfast burrito. Ingredients are usually eggs and a breakfast meat or potato cubes, always flour tortillas, freshly made by hand with a side of salsa, roja or verde. I'm already getting hungry for the many diverse breakfast tacos. The diversity, diverse, diversity of breakfast. There's so many different kinds. Roja, verde. They're usually, he says, they're usually rolled like a burrito, but left open at one end. Also the proper place to get it is from a hole in the wall, like a roadside stand. His favorite place is called Flores's in Dripping Springs, Texas. Okay. And then he, he, he adds, since Flotus was in San Antonio, I assume this was some DC staffers attempt at a nod at local culture. Wow, was it bad? Yeah. No, I'm here. I'm here for the concept of breakfast tacos. Yeah. Not so much for comparing entire constituencies to them, ethnic constituencies to them. Did you see Myra Flores, who's the the yes the recently special elected representative from a border area in Texas, who in response to a mainstream media column about her her alleged inauthenticity as a Latina. Because she is yes. Republican. She said, maybe I'm not the right kind of taco. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a great response. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, I have an update from our last show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mentioned that we're getting a little, little uncomfortably close to the international travel date. And I am. Oh, for your missing, passport situation? I'm missing two children's passports. Okay. Yeah. So now I am a generally not that on top of things person, but these were turned in in April. Okay. This is, <laughs> I was like, should be getting it now. And the reason, the reason that they went as late as April was because COVID and COVID measures yeah. at state offices meant that I didn't have a birth certificate okay. or adoption papers and reissued birth certificates for my kids until far into 2022. Oh. So the, the the cascade of sort of government yes. delay and incompetence is now biting me. So one of the three kids has one that came back in June. That seems reasonable. Good. And I just thought, okay, the other two are on their way. Mm -hmm. No. At the end of June, we get a, a letter that says, no, we need more information from them because they are this oh. weird situation where they were adopted and they yes. had passports before. So need more information. Great. You could have told me that in April. I could have, could have done that for you. I'm shaking my head. We sent it immediately. And when we sent it, I thought to myself, this thought, Vic, I thought to myself, yeah. you know what? I feel like, because this is how government works, I'm going to send these. And then I'm going to be told, well, <laughs> because you sent them, you've started such and such process. And now you can't actually do anything else. Oh. And indeed, that is what the no. generously titled helpline told me yesterday. Oh, how long did you have to wait on the helpline? 20 minutes. Oh. And I guess uh, that's average. The thing about the thing about the hotline is you're not allowed to call it or you're not you don't you can't get anything from it until mm -hmm. you're two weeks before your trip. Then they give you like a line to an appointment lady oh. so or an appointment person who might who might give you an appointment but when i get in touch with her she's like the appointment for the it's the pre-appointment appointment well yes and then she she maybe can give you an appointment you're led to believe she can give you an appointment to work this out in an expedited manner so that you can go on your trip yeah 
she of course says we have no we have no appointments Uh (laughs) and i'm like okay well so what's the what do i do what do i do and she's like i don't know just call back tomorrow so i was reminded by a friend thankfully because i was in a little bit of a tizzy over this that the one thing congress is good for is constituent services oh yes of this kind oh really i called the old congressman this is a friend who used to work in a work on the hill and she's like i used to do this stuff we have the special number that gets through the special the special number yes they have this is how it works yes it is so when you need to cut through the bureaucracy this is what you do so i was like oh my gosh i've never asked anything of my congressman let me let me try that so that is the path that we're on oh my god right now and well it's impressive because you got to you know you got to go through your channels pull those strings to get this done because you have to you have you got to go it's coming up i mean it's coming and again they put you in this situation because you can't actually move the ball until two weeks before your trip. So anyway, I rarely have faith in Congress, but they are meant to do this kind of work and they can be pretty good at it. So if anyone has tips, feel free to send them along. The VIP <laughs> number is something else, you know. Or if anybody if anybody yeah. would like to babysit my other two children who can't go with us while we while we leave, you know, you can do that too. That's they can't. I was gonna ask, perhaps they can take care of themselves. It's just two weeks. You know, they're, they're pretty independent. So that's, we've, we've trained them for this. No, anything, um, anything you know, the whole thing's such a, is terrifying. It's just, the whole thing's such a bummer. And I, I found myself surprisingly more stressed out than my husband. My husband's such a planner. You'd think that he'd be like, but yes. he's like that stressing isn't going to help the situation. Well, we gotta, true. we gotta take, I know we gotta take steps, Steve. That's what we're doing. So that's what we're doing. Hopefully it all works out. It, it has to, because you know, when you, the urgency then will expedite things. That's my belief. Again, this I understand this is a fairly, it's a fairly first world problem to have. But will it? Yes, I know. And, it's not. Like, and yet, I would like it to work out. Please keep us updated. I will. It'll be um, amazing if it doesn't, but I bet you it will. It'll be a great story yeah, if it doesn't. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you guys, that'll be the only theme of the, the, of the podcast for the next six months. Remember that time. I mean, no, and, no, I, you know, I remember back in the day, we had a friend who told us there's a special number to call for certain cable companies that had VIP lines for cable companies. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to, I get mixed up which one was which, so I'm not going to guess, but you called and man, it was like instant service, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the bureaucracy is so, so the federal government yeah. is so frustratingly impenetrable by anything like customer service or like, you know, anything like that, yeah. like any, any uprising, you know, Twitter, yeah. you, the state department isn't going to care if Twitter's mad at it because of my, Oh yeah. yeah you know, cause I know people will do that as an outlet. They'll say, Hey, so-and-so yeah. to all your many followers and bring this attention. And then sometimes you'll get the auto reply, say, please contact or DM. Totally. You know, if that works, great. But uh, anyway, good, they good also luck. they also don't know their own procedures. So the reason they need more information is because the people I asked they, while I was getting it, what we don't. needed, told yeah. me I didn't need these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. It's fine. I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if <laughs> I thought, you know, if I missed my vacation, what I might have, is a chance for yet another Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. Did you hear How this? Exciting, because we don't want it to end. Everyone loves a good sequel. 
Top Gun. So Amber Heard, who you'll remember, lost that defamation suit to Johnny Depp. She wanted a new trial. They were seeking, her lawyers were seeking a mistrial on multiple grounds. One argument they made, this is a Yahoo reporting, was that there was an apparent case of mistaken identity with juror 15 and that the wrong person from a household reported to court. In her Real. order on Wednesday, the judge said that the juror filled out the jury questionnaire proper, properly and was questioned by both sides. So apparently, even if it was the wrong person, they both were aware that this person was the person. <laughs> so interesting. I don't I, know if it merits. It's a weird. But it's weird. It's it's very weird. And was there a motive for one juror to serve and one not to serve? And my sense is just the hassle. It's not that somebody said, "Oh, I really want to stick it to Amber Heard, so put me on that jury." Or, I just think maybe, it's like who I think wants it to was, spend months. It sounds like. It panel. sounds like maybe it was a mom and a, a kid. And I I mean, not a kid, but like, oh, a you know, daughter or like, a, like a 70 something yes. and a 50 something. And I think there's a possibility that 50 something was like, I want to be on the job. Okay. <laughs> right. It's a celebrity. I get to see him in person. So I love the, Pirates of the, the judge. The judge concluded the parties questioned the jury panel for a day and informed the court that the jury panel was acceptable. Therefore, due process was guaranteed. At any rate, that that motion has been dismissed. So. I can't believe there's a more disappointed person in this result than Johnny Depp, because I know he's probably thinking, when can I go back to Fairfax, Virginia? Oh, gosh, yes. I'm yes. just, I loved Fairfax so much. And I want to go I, to Fairfax and sit in a courtroom with my ex. <laughs> and yes, and, 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 and stay at the Tyson's, at, at the Ritz-Carlton at Tyson's, because there's so many great stores at the Galleria. I mean, it's uh, so wonderful. You could go to Balenciaga which I've never walked into in my life, but I see it like, what is that? So anyway, there's that. And of course he would have been welcome at the Tyson's Palm. Yes. Which sources tell me he would spend a couple of grand for dinner. There you go. There you go. And his mega pints of wine. Yeah. You know what it tells me though is mega pints. Yes, that's right. Methuselah's, you know, Magnum's, Methuselah's. We have to thank him just for that contribution. Really? I learned so so much of the wines I'll, maybe never ever have. But one of the things that my, the takeaway is all, for me is all, once again, the winners in all this are the lawyers. Yes. Because, you know, you can always try to stretch these things out in the appeals process, trying to get something thrown out and then having a retrial. And I, I it's like happening, not just with, you know, John DeBamber heard everything in the news, there's lawyers. I was thinking about Elon Musk with Twitter, you know, wants to buy it, doesn't want to buy it. Now they want to force him to buy it lawyers and this whole thing. Oh yeah, we haven't even gotten into that. Not even that or the PGA. I think they're probably going to sue live, which is their rival golf, you know, tournament uh, association and players are migrating toward that. What do you need for this? Lawyers. It's just all lawyers. It's it's, all lawyers. If I only knew as a friend of mine who was a a law partner used to say, pound the file. That's what he'd say, pound the file. Lawyers and the the World Economic Forum. That's... (laughs) That's, all that's who's controlling no. things, Mary Kathy. Mm-hmm. It's pulling the strings. So I'll, a bit of a content warning if you listen with okay. your kids or anything on this next story. Because oh, okay. it is the this viral story, although like it's it's been all over the place. So I'm sure you've it heard is. it. But this viral story out of Ohio of a that broke shortly after the Dobbs case came down and Roe v. Wade was overturned, and a lot of these trigger laws in various Red states made abortion much more abortion restrictions much more restrictive at that point. So a story came out of Ohio via one source who was an abortion doctor named Caitlin Bernard in Ohio who said 
that she had, she encountered a 10 year old who had been raped, who she had to send to Indiana for an abortion Mm -hmm. and helped with this. This story went all over the place with this one source. Now she- Everybody, everybody jumped in on this. She was a named source. Biden then mentioned it in a speech to bolster the claims of the pro-choice side that, look, this is the kind of problems you're going to have. And a lot of people said, well, there's one source here. What is there anything else? Because- The Ohio attorney general. Right. If this happened, she's a mandated reporter. This needs to be going to somebody. We should be fairly concerned about who the person is who did this. Yeah. And she stopped returning calls to reporters. And it sort of got a little suspicious there for a while. But- a 27-year-old man was arraigned in Ohio, charged with raping and impregnating this 10-year-old girl mm. this week. So it turns out that that guy does exist, Gershon, Gershon Fuentes, 27, mm-hmm. I believe an illegal immigrant from Guatemala, I think that's correct. A detective testified in court that local child services alerted the police about the child's circumstance after her mother had reached out on June 22nd. So that story, which was briefly in question, and I think... People were right to be skeptical about it. I was skeptical about it. I, these things shouldn't go to international news level before you have confirmation that they happened. Well, I, I think it's it's inevitable because of our social media environment. You know, these stories will just, they, they'll spread like wildfire and you have everybody jumping in and now everybody trying to own everybody else saying, oh, oh I thought it was fake and now here it is. What do you have to say about that? And other people saying, well, what about this part that, you know, he is an alleged illegal alien. So what do you have to say about that? And so here's the mess that we're in. Right. That's it. Well, I mean, we're all, no one wins. No. From the fact that this story is true and tragic. Like that's, now some argue the AG himself, the Ohio attorney general who had said like, look, I haven't heard anything about this and haven't heard any reports of it. And then of course, later there were reports of it. He says that. In fact, there is an exception that would have allowed for this in Ohio because a 10-year-old having a pre- carrying a pregnancy is inherently problematic for the, the, the life of the woman. Yeah. And so she didn't need to go to Indiana. I also, there's, it's somewhat clear to me why it was so vague because of the status of the folks involved mm-hmm. that they didn't, maybe Bernard didn't want to put all of that out there. But I do... The press just picked up on this everywhere. And again, and then I, Glenn Kessler fact-checked it at the Washington Post and said, hey, there's only one source for this, but also said, well, the president mentioned it now and now everybody's going to think it's a fact. And it's like, okay, well, that's not how we're supposed to do business. Right. And I just want to say that I write op-eds, okay? So opinion pieces for mainstream places regularly I could not get a claim like this into an op-ed with just without, one without another source, source without verification that this has had happened. It is fairly sensational. It's a big deal. One source would absolutely would not cut it for an opinion piece. And so uh, I think that yeah. it is important to continue to have confirmation of big stories before they become giant stories. If only you were an opinion columnist for Rolling Stone. Yeah. Well. You, you wouldn't need any source. <laughs> I heard someone say this, but you do have to. I mean, that the, the, the perils, the perils of reporting. And, you know, we've been in situations like this in the past where somebody will tell us 
you know, what sounds like a really hot, amazing story. And based on what, well, this person told me, can the person go on the record? No, we can't. And how many, but just one, maybe two, but two unnamed sources, you know, and if it's a bombshell, you can't do that uh, just because you need more verification. Well, there's lesson. there's two, two lessons here. One, you know, verify the story. And yeah. two, if you imagine that it cannot, it's so terrible, it can't be true. Surely Uvalde would have cured you of that by now. Yeah. It's certainly possible it could be true. Right. So I just, the rules for the journalism are the rules. Yeah. Hey, that's the problem. I try. At any rate, I'm glad this guy's been caught and I'm glad yeah. that he's being dealt with. And I, I wonder if some of the vagary there was because they people were uncomfortable. Somebody involved didn't maybe didn't want yeah. him caught. I don't know. But the more the more cover he gets, that's not good. Right. It's awkward for certain people who want to cover the story a certain way. Yes. So if you, it just ruins their narrative to a certain. I extent. mean, it ruins humanity's narrative. So here yeah. we are. Yeah. <laughs> True. Oh. We got we got some like heavy stories this week. A bodega worker in New York City named Jose Alba. I actually saw this story when it the first story that popped in the New York Post, and the headline about it was that this guy had been charged with murder after the stabbing of another guy. And I'm like, okay, well, I clicked on it and I read it. <laughs> it's very clear in the very first telling of this story that he is defending himself. Yes. What happened is this. A woman came into a bodega. Her child wanted a bag of chips. This is her side of the story. Her card did not go through. She claims, and there was some tussle about the fact that perhaps he snatched the chips, the bodega worker, from the child, and she was mad about that. She said, I'm going to go get my man, and he's mm-hmm. going to show you. Yeah. She comes back several minutes later with her man. Her man threatens and assaults the bodega worker, who then pulls out a knife and stabs him. That guy and dies. Kills him, yeah. Yes. He's, he was charged with murder. We later find out the girlfriend came back into the store and also is on tape stabbing Alba. She is not charged at this point. Yeah. So it's just backwards in every way possible. He, the AG, who is, of course, a very progressive criminal justice reform AG, wanted, I think, $500,000 bail for this guy who defended himself decided not to take his beating that day alvin bragg yeah alvin bragg he wanted five hundred thousand, perhaps more and then they cut it down to 250 the judge was like okay let's chill out a little bit he is out and you know many people have rallied to his side and the mayor has said look this guy it seems pretty clear he was defending himself i don't get the motivation of the guy who oh i think we do i think we do yeah you do yeah if I'm gonna be I'm being charitable. Okay. But the the bodega guy who's never committed a crime in his life, under duress and clearly fearing for his life, defends himself, decides not to take his brain damage or his death or whatever was coming yeah. his way that day from the beating, and he's charged with murder. The other guy who was already out from on a charge of attacking a policeman. Yeah. Like and his girlfriend who's on tape stabbing, no, no issues for them. Legally speaking, you know it, what I'm saying? Like, it, yes, it's 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 jaw dropping because I believe the argument would be that Jose Alba stabbing this guy over what you could just brush off as you know a bag of chips is not an appropriate response. But once you see the video and you hear the audio in its entirety, 
you see what was going on and that he was being assaulted. And that what is so disturbing is the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, like many of these other, you know, Soros type prosecutors, obsessed, obsessed with, you know, not protecting the victim, but protecting uh, the assailants. Uh, obsessed with letting everyone out except for, except for those. So, like Alba. So it, it, it clearly, it bothered him. It bothered him that this guy tried to defend his store. And the answer is, can't you let these people just take what they want? And can't you just take a beating? Can't you just take the, the assault, deal with it? and not fight back because that's the police job. We'll look into it and then we'll let the person back on the street. And yes. that's, that, that's, it is such a, and it's such a thankless job for these bodega owners or the small grocers, the Asian small grocers that, you know, if you remember in, in, in DC, Marion Barry had terrible things to say about them, dirty Asians and dirty Asian oh stores. And, you know, because they- Charming men. Yes, charming. And because they put the bars, you know, in the windows and, and, and the whole thing and it's so- and there, but there's a reason for that, right? Because they don't want to get robbed. Yeah. Well, and but apparently it's okay to get robbed. Well, and well, this is the thing: is there there is this mindset which I I truly don't understand. This is perhaps my biggest difference with some folks on the left: is that the idea that you have to refrain from defending yourself or getting yourself yeah. out of a dangerous situation mm -hmm. because your reaction might not be commensurate with what would otherwise be a legal punishment for this person like yeah somebody in my in my comments was like he brought a he brought a knife to a fist fight and he murdered that guy i'm like no 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 <laughs> no if a 30 year old man starts a fist fight with a 61 year old man yeah a fit yeah. dude yeah and is clearly threatening him by the way Everybody's seen the videos in new york and right. and everywhere else of these beatings that do not stop with one punch no you do not have to wait for that. You don't have to wait to be dragged out of your car or right. your it, truck. It's the, so easy to look back and just say, oh, he would have just taken it and leave. You don't know that. You don't know that at the time if you're the victim. I'm, I, just, I truly don't understand that mindset. And if you ascribe to that mindset, it also means that something like, I don't know, an armed woman who's being sexually assaulted Perhaps death for that guy is not commensurate. That's with right. She sh terms. shouldn't fire back. But she, she shouldn't. Yeah. Do Defend, yeah. Protect her. Yeah. Well, again, it, it, you hate to say that, but it's, uh, you know. And again, it, these the are message. these are not, I'm not making up these arguments. These are things that frequently, not frequently, but occasionally you see voiced by blue check sort of yeah. verified folks on Twitter. And I know That's Twitter right. is not real life. So a lot of people do not agree with this position. But it is not a it's not a super uncommon thing for someone to make that argument. And I nope, not there for it. By the way, I'm sounding very croaky. I, no, you, you, yeah. I mean, you know, you're like one step away from Bernie Getz. But no, yeah, it's, it's but it's it's you know, if the police, if if the police and law enforcement and the prosecutors are not doing anything to protect you, the the innocent, or you know, then then. I think you, everyone has their limit and, and how much are they going to, are they really just supposed to take it? And uh, you can't expect that. So well, we will keep, want to fight we'll back. Keep you updated it. It seems, it seems untenable that these charges yeah. would stand with all the video that has come out. However, we will see. And perhaps the girlfriend might catch a charge too. We don't know. We don't know, but it is on, you know, it is on par. I mean, it, it's, it's totally on brand, I should say, with these type of, you know, district attorneys and other prosecutors. Just in the news this morning, I saw about George Gascon out in LA 
and he, as the uh, prosecutor, the district attorney there, he he doesn't want victims notified when they're come on when when, when the when the people who attacked him are being let out because he said it would be too traumatic to let them know. Oh come on! And the, really, that's the reason why. Maybe it's because it's bad that you're letting them out onto the street. Yes, I'm not even. What is happening here? I'm a criminal justice reform type person. I'm sure. open-minded. I would like to limit incarceration because I think in many cases, if you put somebody in for something minor, it makes them into maybe a larger criminal and a recidivist. And like, right. there are other ways to deal with this. But what these prosecutors are doing is very different than addressing those actual issues. Oh, and they're, they're being let out and they're committing more crimes. This happens right here in Virginia. Steve Descano, right, who is yeah. the local prosecutor, is the same thing. And it's just ridiculous. So. Ridiculous. Well, when you are avoiding such attacks on the street, a good thing to buy in New York City mm. or Los Angeles yes. is anti-capitalist popsicles. <laughs> this is re- reported valiantly and bravely, stunning and brave in the Washington Free Beacon. Yes, we, yes um, that's right. Anti-capitalist activists were seen selling eat the rich popsicles for profit out of trucks in New York City and Los Angeles on Tuesday for $10 each. Wow, that's a that's a lot of inflation for ice cream. That's inflation. Uh, I hope they don't pump a lot of air in that ice cream because that, that'd be a real ripoff. Well, they're, they're ice cream bars, so I feel like you're pretty oh, okay. Customers yeah. enjoyed frozen creations shaped like Tesla and SpaceX mogul Elon Musk, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, Microsoft founder Bill Gates, and Chinese big business magnate Jack Ma and Mark Zuckerberg. So that's while supplies last. I mean, I'm sure they're making a killing for 10 bucks a... Ten bucks a popsicle. It's kind of a neat gimmick, but you know, it's it a is a gimmick. capitalist gimmick. Yes, it, rem- it is. It reminds me of the sort of socialist communist websites where you could buy merchandise like Che Guevara t-shirts and things, and it's amazing. And they make a nice profit only because sadly they work within this capitalist system. Otherwise, they wouldn't make a profit. But you know, because we are, we're going to. So there's your $10 popsicle. I don't understand yeah. the attraction. Like if, so if we reverse yes. this and there's like a Mark's, a Mark's a popsicle for me, I'm not spending 10 bucks on that. That's the first thing. The second thing is this, the weird idea of eat the rich. Yes. I, what are you like Hannibal Lecter or something? You're yeah, like, you're is, trying, I want to eat that them. Originate? I ah, eating them. Oh, yeah. eat the, I wish I could tell you, except for that's the title of PJ, one of PJ works books, but it goes back. No, it's an old phrase. It's an old phrase. Let's credit it to I, him. I'm going to say it's Jonathan Swift. I actually don't know if it is. So, wow, people are going to go really nuts about this. Well, they can let oh, us well. know. That's they the- can let, 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 let us know. I, I, I'm i going to say I used to know and I just forgot. But it is weird because like, yeah, I'm going to show them. I'm going to yeah. bite into Jack Ma. Take that, Jack Ma. I'm sure, you know, <laughs> ha, I feel so much better eating his face. Yeah. Okay. If you had two thoughts on this, one. It's, it's, it's obviously a popular, you know, marketing ploy. But the second thing is if, if you had your choice, you know, the ice cream truck, my question to you is what would you get? Oh, I know exactly. In a perfect world. I am a good humor, strawberry shortcake bar. Oh yes. Yes. That is a great call. Love it. A little bit sweet, but not too crazy. Yes. And, and when I grew up in New Jersey, the brand and school was Jack and Jill. And strawberry shortcake was one, chocolate eclair was another, but every now and then they had one that was for me really amazing. And that was the Jack and Jill toasted almond crunch bar. Now that sounds like something an adult eats, <laughs> not a kid. I liked it. 
as a that's kid. like a mounds bar, which I love, by the and, way. Uh, yes. <laughs> it, it's, it was a party. It was a party. I love it. No, the strawberry shortcake. I go back to that good once every oh, if you find six it. months yeah. or so at a at a gas station. It's an amazing o- flavor. Open that freezer, grab yourself a strawberry shortcake bar. It's delicious. The, and I end up with that my little mouth is uh, watering. Like, weird candy confetti all over my car. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> and and speaking of speaking of such silly things. Oh my uh, gosh. Yes. Do you want to you want to you want to explain this one or you want me to explain? You go for it. Okay. I saw this on Elevator News, which is, you know, where I get all my information from, which is the TV screen and the elevator at work. <laughs> and this one is interesting. It was on sale at Target. Candles that smell like cereal. I believe this is General Mills. Okay. Prices start at $5. And the kind of candles you can get are Cinnamon Toast Crunch candles. Not you don't eat the candle, but it's Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Honey Nut Cheerios, Tricks, Lucky Charms. I guess you can have it for St. Patty's Day. I don't know. Yeah. And Cocoa Puffs. Lucky Charms doesn't smell like anything. I don't really. I, I equate cereal with taste. Not so much. I guess there's a little bit of smell. I, I think, get it. Okay, so cinnamon, cinnamon Toast Crunch, I get that. Cocoa yeah, Puffs, yeah, sure. Tricks has, Tricks has a very distinct smell. Does it really? Yeah. We were never Tricks, and I know it was for kids, but... <laughs> I, I even when I was Billy a kid, Vic. thank you, thank you. But I, but with that, we were never a tricks house. We, I like the, you know, well, it's, it's Kellogg's. also, I don't know if they're the two of if they're, they're competing companies, but Fruity Pebbles and tricks have the same smell. Oh, really? Yeah. I love Fruity, like the Flintstones. Yeah. Fruity Plus so it's this like yeah, no. very, <laughs> very inauthentic fruit smell. Yes. Inauthentic. <laughs> you want fake fruit. Yeah. Sometimes that's what you want is the fake fruit. So uh, I get it. It's this is a it's a, a hearkening back to our youth, right? I mean, because yeah. well, if you have kids, you can have the cereal too. But really, these are kids' cereals. So, and I was reminded of when I did my vodka book called Vodka, which is available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. That Pinnacle and other vodka companies were selling flavored vodka that had flavors like birthday cake, you know, orange sherbet, and the whole point was, you know, again, a hearkening back to our youth. Right. So right. you want these flavors connected to it. Okay, well, let me, uh, if you had to choose one of those, what would you choose? I'd probably try the tricks one. Although I think, look, these <laughs> Interesting. are- Interesting, again, I don't know what tricks smells like. Well, these are very unsophisticated smells. Like you don't, you don't actually want your house smelling like this. I guess okay. the, the one, the one that would be most close to something- soothing mm-hmm. and nice would be the cinnamon toast crunch i guess you could put that in the kitchen and you'd be like oh it's sort of like christmas or something but tricks i would do just for the novelty of it and for five bucks it's really outperforming mark zuckerberg's face so for on the five price scale bucks do you, if i if i could if i can get any cereal candle scented can it would be grape nuts i'm <laughs> kidding i'm kidding one whiff and you're headed to the bathroom oh my god unpopular opinion i like grape nuts Oh, come, you and my mother-in-law. What are you yeah. talking? What? I don't know. I always like to. How much adult- sugar do you have to add to that? Because I don't think there's any flavor to grape nuts. It looked great as a it's kid. Really, you're like, oh, I want that. It's great. It's a texture game. It's a texture game. Oh, uh, man. Don't, but why is it called grape nuts? Because it's yeah, like- I don't, I, yeah, I don't know why, but you think, well, I like grape and who doesn't like nuts? So you put them together, I guess. No, but it does. It has nothing Such to a, do with. You know, people come here to be informed and now they're, they're probably yelling at us about <laughs> eat the rich and where does grape nuts come from? Well, well, well breakfast tacos, you, you know. Now that you mention it, Vic, I did Google eat the rich. Oh, good. Uh, and there's a Tell reference us. Tell us. to a 1987 film is the first Wikipedia what? reference. 
but I don't think that's You're where it came me. from. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm going to say PJ, but probably before. I mean, he's citing. Well, I don't know. Tell us. Look, I'm I'm sick. Yeah. I'm missing two passports. It's a rough week. Mm-hmm. Somebody can send me the info. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and <laughs> if somebody wants to send us a cereal candle, I'll take any of them. I'll give it a try. I have to replace my old candle from Goop anyway. Yeah, of course. The one that exploded. <laughs> okay. Uh, a, a sort of a quasi-sponsor. A shout out, right? Because we got free. I got a free sample on this. So you know what else? I was okay. going to say, Mary you know what else brings us to our youth? Cello shots. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because it's gel. We love cello as kids. And of course, adding alcohol to it. Today on Getting Hammer getting hammered. We were, I can't, how many of these have I had already? <laughs> we were supposed to do it, but since we are remote, I'm doing this. We're doing jello shots. Thanks to our friends at slurp. That is S L R R R P. Love and, it. Thank you. The number one best selling ready to drink shots brand in the country. It's an easy vegetarian alternative to your homemade Jello shots available at Walmart, Kroger, 7-Eleven, Circle K, and other major retailers. They've ditched the animal byproducts in favor of plant-based ingredients and paired them with premium vodka, malt, liquor, and whiskey. Nice. Avail- yes, available in 20 or 12 packs, 60 calories or less per shot. Who doesn't want that? Eight and a half grams of sugar or less per shot. No refrigeration required and a two-year Shelf life. So I picked one out here. This was refrigerated. And as you could see, this is a strawberry flavor. Okay. There it is. Strawberry. I'm very flavor. sad to be missing this. I, I'm you going to have to I save some for me for next week. I'm opening it up. And I'm actually, I'm not even kidding. I'm really doing this on the show here. Here we go. And he's got a full work day ahead of him, but he's just an editor. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know what? It's the perfect balance. I'll tell you, you ever go to a bar Okay, this is like 20, 30 years ago now. You ever go to a bar in your 30 years ago when I was 19 at Million Owls and Adams Morgan when I like first did my like jello, first ever jello shot, and all you tasted was jello and you become suspect. Like, how much did I just pay for and how much alcohol was actually in there? I would say there's no doubt that there was alcohol. <laughs> there you go. But it's not, not overpowering. It's not overpowering. Okay. It's just that it's less sweet. And that's how you can tell. So it's very subtle. That's really a great way to start your your day. Good morning, hammerheads. I was going to say, <laughs> here, at what time? It's not even eleven, but that's it's okay. So on brand, I love it. And like next it, time when I'm in, I want to I want to try something. You have to try it. It'll, it'll make you feel better. It'll clear out your sinuses. No, uh, and if this passport thing is ongoing, I'm going to need some. So yeah, you'll need. A, I'll give you the whole container. Go to slurp.com. That's s l r r r p dot com. You must be 21 to consume. And do you have anything else? Because I have one call out. That's it. Yeah, you go ahead. I'm, I'm, okay. I got that. Uh, we have a, a call out to listener, Amelia Merrick. She enjoys listening to the show with her mother and brother in Southern Virginia, outside of Charlottesville. But I would tell Amelia to stay away from the jello shot. She's not quite 21 yet, but her mother, who I know, I'm sure she's had her fair share. <laughs> she, should, she, she, she probably needs one right now. Okay, that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and you can follow me on Twitter at Victory Nomadis. I am at MK Hammer on Twitter and Substack at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. If you are the president of Passports at the State Department and you happen to be a listener, please let me know. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast. (laughs) 